Warning, this podcast has stories of real-life events and true crime that happens every day. These stories may contain adult language and graphic or disturbing details not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. Set of war stories, I'm Tom. I'm Chuck. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? I We're spilled lying. my my tequila. <laughs> <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> ah, fuck. Well, I'm so glad we decided to do this live, and we're yeah. live with it. here. While you clean up, I will introduce. I'm, I'm, our... I'm clean. I'm good. It's all oh, over everywhere. We are live with a guest who has been live with us before, what? ladies and gentlemen. Our guest this week is Pinche Matthew. Yeah, Hello. thanks for having me, guys. This is a nice change of pace. I think honestly. What listeners are going to start hearing more of is with Marco coming on for debriefs to be the civilian voice, uh, and then you're available. Like we, we just might have to have you come and help co-host war stories with guests sometimes, and we're just gonna, we're just gonna rotate you through once in a while. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I am uh, a okay with that. Yeah, you can come anytime. Hell yeah! Oh God, it's not locker room check. It's war stories. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's still funny. There's no bell. I couldn't resist. Look at the way I'm sitting. Look at this. Yeah. Okay. So please, please explain to our uh, our viewing audience, the live stream audience, the the people listening to this on our normal Monday episode. Uh, you guys can't see that Chuck is not in his normal spot. Chuck nope. is apparently in his gym garage and yeah. sitting on his CrossFit cage. Nordic CrossFit track. Bowflex, Marcy, bro, home gym, uh, and so he's like legit, like he's like hanging out on the edge of the corner of the bench with his mic like in his hand. He's just being all cool, and Matt and I are stuck, you know, being dorks in front of the microphone. Yeah, looking down at my fucking laptop. The reason why I'm in here is because I got kicked out of my spot because some after school program BS ran way late, like a half an hour late. Yeah, you know. We're letting your kids do after school shit. Yeah. <laughs> so now they're eating, and I'm in here with the fucking dust and shit. And but you're not in with the flies and the geckos. Oh fuck that! <laughs> so for the for those of you who have listened to the show long enough, you know Chuck had a gecko business, and uh, is it is it just the people? That want to buy geckos that you're tired of dealing with? Is that really it? <laughs> no, it there's breeders? a lot of the people. So, well, some fucking breeders. There's some breeders that I'm like, dude, get a fucking life, bro. And then there's a lot of uh, clients, like customers, that I just want to fucking strangle half the time. And I'm like, you guys are assholes. Like, there sometimes it just everyone's trying to get a deal, you know. And when you're already trying to like lower things, and then they try to nickel and dime you off that, you're like, like bro, like come on, dude, like you have no idea what it's like to raise these fucking things or take care of. It's I could talk for hours on that. Yeah, a lot of this people, and then a lot of people bully other people because their opinion is not the same as someone else. And if you, that you opinion should, is you can launch this through the Gecko Community Podcast on this not in this network. <laughs> <laughs> Let me sell my geckos first. Let me, so, let, I'm still gonna breed a little bit, just more refined to like five geckos. Right. <laughs> I so, don't want fucking a hundred. We talked. How, how many do you have now. right now? Oh, go ahead. How many do you have right now? You have a hundred. Over a hundred <laughs> in that room right now. You've been hatching. <laughs> yeah, dude, a lot. I have you like a hundred. I have like sort of like seventy babies, ten of them, or something. Yeah, I have like twenty adults and like seventy babies. Wow, Maybe you got to keep babies. the boy keep the boy geckos away from the girl geckos, and that problem will sort itself out. Why don't you wholesale? Dude, yeah, them to everything's burned, bro. Huh? Wholesale them to my friend. I told you about, and then you'll be done with it. I mean, that's a lot to to just offload on her. I'm still going to be in the process. I have pro, pro a project with another big breeder so mm. i'm gonna keep like like some small stuff like very refined very particular on what i want the rest i'm gonna sell i'm gonna keep a few as pets but i'm gonna you know uh I, I might have to go i'm gonna have to go back to work in january and i'm not gonna be able to take care of all these things if i'm working like full time 
again. Um, so I'm not going to be able to do that. Um, so I have to get my, my numbers down to like a really affordable and, you know, manageable number. And, um, you know, so I'm just giving away bunches of boxes. You know, if you want five geckos, 10 geckos, I'll, I'll give them to you. No, I'm good. For a small price. I have, I have no geckos and I'm good with Dude, that. I'm off. I'm like doing like $100, $120, $150 a piece on these fucking things right now. Like, am I do boxes? And there's if some, you have like, 100 geckos, I want 100 less geckos than you have. If you have 200 geckos, yeah. I want 200 less geckos than you have. I want a lot less too. I would like. I'm starting to get overwhelmed. I'm. Yeah, the babies. This has been dude. Gecko Talk with Tom and Chuck. Oh, four kids, bro. Four <laughs> kids. It's a lot. I don't want any more kids. I'm gonna get snipped, and I'm not telling my wife. <laughs> I I don't want any more. She wants one more. She wants a boy. I was like, I don't want to fucking like oh, I have no a boy, more kids, bro. Damn, bro. All right, so we talked about right, having that on the show. Mm-hmm. That's been on the show. Yeah. In fact, we had yeah. a listener who hit you up. Yeah, on social media for your episode. And if that listener is listening to this episode, I want to tell you, uh, it took a minute. <laughs> I, I couldn't scroll back that far. I was like, dude, that was back in like the the beginnings of war stories. It was episode 28, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, episode 28. That and was back first, in the day. For the first six months, we only did 12 episodes because we only did two episodes a month. We right. did every other week. So the first six months was only 12 episodes. Right. So you figure then we do another uh, 24 episodes after that. <laughs> you were in that first year. Yeah. So uh, he, so here we are. We had you on before because we talked about your time in the Navy. Right. And, right. Uh, about your time after the Navy. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Chuck, you had mentioned that we should have him on because, well, we just been talking about it. Yeah. But, you know, and, and yeah, we all know Matt's been going through his EMT stuff and certifications and stuff like that to continue his service. And, you know, I think that's really honorable and he's not done serving. He wants to continue to serve and he's going through this process and he's not a young buck. He's an older. Right. And I think that. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, this would speak fire. I mean, fire, I, you heard your word. I would speak volumes to people who are going through this, who are younger or who maybe might be older and they're, they're still thinking about things that they want to do. And you're never too old. I mean, and Matt's in great fucking shape, dude. I mean, this guy runs six, seven, 30 miles every morning. I mean, come <laughs> on, dude. He's crazy. And he fights bums on the, on like, the way. So, I mean, it's, all it's way. like it's American gladiator, MMA and jogging. Yeah. Yeah. So I figured we'd have him on, see how he's how that whole thing went. I know we've been talking on, on locker room, but for people who don't follow locker room or wanted more in depth, I thought this would be really cool because he's went through the process, he's getting his certifications, and he's gonna start working uh here very shortly. So I mean I think this would empower a lot of people and you know, maybe give them that that uh blast of their sales that they need to continue on their uh their service or if they're thinking about it, mulling it over. So now you Matt, for the listeners, we've talked about this a couple of times. You work, we, you and I worked yep. together. When yep. I retired, we started working for your uncle doing movie cars. Yep. And then you got hired at a prop house where once my retirement went through, I got a job at. And then we worked together for like seven years. Right, right. Oh, but in different departments. So we would like poke each other's heads in and be like, be like hey, poke my, I'll poke my head in and say hi. There's a, in fact, um, I'll see if I can dig it up. There's a great picture of us when we're working on Top Gun. I'll put up there. Um, Ooh, you know the picture I'm talking about, the dream shot. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, you have been working in the movie business, and now you're kind of going to still continue to do that, but you've decided to go from working in the prop department to working as a medic. Now, why don't you kind of explain to people how you go from handing people fake medical bags to carrying a real one <laughs> okay yeah well uh so um there there is a position within the movie industry and it's called a set medic and it's open to uh, emts advanced emts paramedics um they need somebody on set for you know when something happens mm -hmm. and uh most of the time realistically it's handing out band-aids and you know treating the occasional heat emergency but you know once in a while if you're on an action movie you could you know get to see uh 
something a little more in depth and a little more of an emergency, you know, an, an emergent sort of uh, response to that. Uh, people um, who died on set. Many yeah, times. yeah. Not just gunshot. Yeah. Brandon Lee, Alec Baldwin. No, I mean like tragic accidents have happened on set. Yeah, lots of falls from lots from falls. elevated positions. That's that's uh, the number one. Someone died on Walking Dead that way, right? A yeah, and fell off a really? balcony and broke his neck. Yeah, DRT yep. dead right there. Right? Wow. Yep. So set medic is actually an important, like 99% of the time, nothing, right? Right, right. 1%. <laughs> yeah. And, and from, uh, I've, I've, you know, being in the industry and, and having contacts, um, both on, you know, the uh, crew side and production side, there's a lot of knuckleheads that are out there on set. And there's a lot of complaints about knuckleheads that you know d mm -hmm. don't take it seriously and and right you know kind of just hang out and it, it's it's very you get you're overpaid you're overpaid as an emt on set you get to watch a movie being made and and you're there in the you know capacity of a set medic um but it's you make a lot more money than i'm going to make you know riding in an ambulance you know one day a week which i plan on start doing you know part time. Right. it's a better gig it's a yeah it's a better gig <laughs> um, it's just the trade-off is you're not, you know, answering 911 calls. You're kind of just hanging out, but it's good money. Uh, so I, I wanted to start looking into that, um, as yeah, well why? as like, Actually, like Chuck said, okay, why, so, why change? okay. So initially, um, I was just getting kind of stagnant at the prop house. It was kind of like, mm -hmm. I love my job. I like what I'm doing, mm -hmm. but I'm not doing anything that's really, impacting anybody in a meaningful way it's not making a difference in a meaningful way you know it's really cool i get to be a little artistic and have a say in some stuff that you get to see on screen but at the end of the day i still felt this pull to serve right in, right. in some capacity you know um obviously because of our you know previous war stories episode you know that i can't you know, be a police officer. Not that I would really want to right now in this climate, but no. you know, um, but you know, I, I can't really do that. Um, and as far as city and county, you know, fire goes, I'm sure that's going to be a, a, a stopping point for that as well. Um, well, but I, hold on. You might have something there because yeah. a major municipality law enforcement is willing to give DACA recipients a badge and a gun so if they can do that <laughs> maybe they'll look past someone who's gotten you know um honorably that is awesome so this is a picture of matt and i working on the sequel to top gun <laughs> that's cool, <laughs> that's cool. Yep. So for those of you who aren't i'm privy to the live streams <laughs> so yeah <laughs> and and those those look funny because come to find out tom cruise's head is ridiculously small and also, so, Matt, are small <laughs> and tight. Like, you look like you belong in, um, like, a, like one of Vader or one of the uh, fucking space. The Empire's no, one of the Empire's um, fucking planes, right? Whatever the fuck they're called. <laughs> oh, a Tie Fighter. And Tom, a tie, fighter. tie Fighter. Yeah, that's uh, sorry, I was blaring farting. And then Tom looks like he should be in part of the X Wing, like in an X Wing. Okay, I'll take it. I was I thinking more space his face is yeah, so like you're, you're like oh so sinister looking it looks awesome <laughs> but what was i saying prior um fuck i lost that that just totally sidetracked me yeah the uh you the were DACA, DACA and we were saying DACA so waiver. yeah i mean that's happening so you might be able to, you mean you were you know uh exonerated not i guess exonerated or, or whatever it was but you're allowed to possess weapons in other states right so yeah. if that happened you know fuck it why can't they look past it you did your time you served it you're honorable like you honorably did it and you've been solid for years why 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 not like yeah i mean i i for might. a hot minute i thought i wasn't going to be able to to do the uh <laughs> 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 that's when it's saint patrick's day and you're in kilts and you decide was this fucking away. highlander or what that was right outside our shop. Right outside our shop. <laughs> that's sunlight. Anyway. Awesome. Oh, uh, that's funny. That's yeah, my um, point. We had fun. Yeah. And now you're not feeling as fulfilled. Yeah. And I, and I mean, the, the money's great, but I've, I've been, your buddy's gone. I've been, that's part of it, but I've been uh, thinking, <laughs> I've been thinking well, about, been you know, quite a few buddies at the, like that place has been leaking some good people. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah i've been there i'm, I'm in my ninth year there now so right. it's uh, there's i've seen the the revolving door but i mean i can go out on set as of right now there's some top tier prop masters that have been trying to poach me for their crew for several years Ooh. so i can do that and make a ridiculous amount of money um you know work a lot get to travel a lot um so I'm, I'm kind of thinking, you know, maybe I do that and go out on set and do like one show a year. And then in between that, do some set medic gig work in town, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, you, so we know a guy that comes into town to do one movie a year and then yeah. he goes back to Montana yep. and his benefits, he's, he's worked enough to continue his health insurance through the union. He makes enough for the year because living on Montana, he doesn't have that big of a nut to make every month. Yep. And then he goes back to Montana for nine months. He does a movie for three months, goes back to Montana for nine months. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet deal. Yeah. Especially we're trying to, you know, we're going to get out of California and head over to Georgia. So still making, you know, Los Angeles union wages living in Georgia, that's going to stretch quite a ways. Um, but yeah, so I, I wanted to, to do this. Plus, I also thought it was just a good skill set to have in your back pocket, you know, a little step up from first aid, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm no stranger to, you know, put on a tourniquet and stopping bleeding and whatnot, but I thought, you know, why not? It's, it's a good, you know, a good tool to have in your tool bag. So you're, you've always leaned towards all of that stuff, but yeah, specifically you've always had an interest in like your own medical care. If like you have always been like, I'm carrying a good first aid kit. I'm learning how to take you know i'm you carried sutures you you carried all these oh, things yeah. and you're like if anything happens i'm just gonna patch myself up and now you exactly. decided to go get the schooling to do it so yeah. i guess <laughs> i was surprised he was already acting like a medic we went off-roading and he was already acting like a medic like the whole time like you know we in the group that we went off-roading with they're solid you know like so everyone goes over the roles and like things like that and you know hands out walkie-talkies and shit and he's like hey i have the medical stuff yada yada this and that and you know, it's just, you're super confident in, in those abilities and it just transcends into, you know, this now. I mean, I think that this has been a calling of yours for a very long time and now you're finally able to do it and in an official capacity. And I think that's awesome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just needed to get the legal, you know, pieces of paper that says I'm allowed to do it. <laughs> right. There's, there's also that weird little, because your mindset was right. Right. So we're going to talk right. about what we, I want to talk to you about what that's like for people because you went part-time and you didn't go full like i've seen paramedic schools where you go full-time you're there for you know however long every day and then there's like some you go in the evening for your thing and you how did you do it so i did a, a hybrid in person and online so it was a total of 10 weeks it's a program that ucla puts on and it's two nights a week you have a two-hour lecture uh via, you know on zoom and they say that you have to be to one of the live live Zoom lectures and then you can watch the other one recorded. I, I was at all of them live because I was like, I'm not going to miss out the opportunity right. to ask questions, you know. Um, so you do that. And then I chose to do my in-person skills portion of that on Sundays. And that was from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. So wow, for 10 weeks. Yeah. So for 10 weeks, I was doing that. My uh, Every Sunday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. sucks, by the way. Yeah, I mean, but I enjoyed it. I was, you know, it, it no, I mean it I, sucks to have to do it. It's yeah, it it, it sucks that I had to I had to give up, you know, time with my with my wife and daughter. That was, you know, right. that whole day is just, you know, gone. Right. But so it's something that you thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. Yes. And when we were you when you were on breaks, like from locker room, it's because your time was so limited. Sometimes a Wednesday night was all you had with your family. Correct. And that's when we did yeah. locker room. Yeah. So I want people to understand that Matt wasn't just like, ah, fuck them guys. Yeah. No, I, I, wanna... was, I was. Oh, continue. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I was prioritizing my time with, with my yeah. daughter and, and my wife and, you know, figured you guys could, you guys could miss me for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I was going to say is that, can you speak to this? Um, now you're not a spring chicken. You're not, you're not a young buck by any means. Right. You're in great right. fucking shape, so I'm not calling you old or anything like that. But typically, people going through this course are a lot younger, right? Like fucking right. really young, like 21, 22 type of type of stuff. As an a fully grown adult male that has got common sense and whatever, what was it like going to school with these kids? 
Okay, yeah. So, so, so yeah, let's start with how what was the average age of your classmate? A yeah. Average age was 20 years old. Oh. That was the that shit. was the average was what these kids were there were UCLA and USC students that are currently in college. Right. Like some freshmen, some sophomore, <laughs> I don't know, call it some first year, some second year, whatever they fucking call them now. Um the closest person you're not to, to call them freshman, sophomore, junior, I, I've heard them say different. Th I don't, I don't know. It's like first year, second year. I, I, I don't know. I didn't engage too much. Adopting in the, they're adopting the, uh, the, the, uh, European way. The European way. Yeah. Yeah. It's less racist. Um, so <laughs> the closest person to my age in that class was 25. I'm, I will be, what month are wow. we in October? I will be 48 on the 9th of November. Mm -hmm. So eight years young. Yeah. So I was older than all but one of my instructors. And wow. Old enough to have fathered 95% of the kids that I was in the skills class with every Sunday. Like, <laughs> so, wow. so that was, was like, so that was okay. So that I didn't, I didn't, you know, tell anybody how old I was. We had to be clean shaven and everything for that. We didn't have to be, but I chose to be because they were doing like mask fitting stuff. And plus I look mm -hmm. a little bit younger when I'm clean shaven anyway. So, um, I kept the, you know, the little goatee, but everything else was always scraped away nice and clean. Right. And there was, uh, one time that we were doing uh, medical assessments and we had to pair up and the instructor would say, okay, you know, so-and-so, you know, give me your your patient handoff report and my partner was is this kid who was 21 and he's um let me back up when he was doing the the handoff report to just me he said okay i have an approximate 32 year old male and i started laughing i said dude you're being generous he goes what how old are you and i said i'm 47 he goes there's no fucking way you're 47 i said dude, i'm 47 years old he goes, there's no way you're 47. I said, I, I'm, I'm 47. Like, trust me, I'm 47. Like, you know, I wow. said, but thank you. He goes, he goes, man, you look good. I said, well, thanks, man. You know, yeah, all you've got great. is the little skunk stripe and it's not even that deep. Like, yeah, yeah. it's just light, light salt. That could be premature gray. This right. is the only thing that gives me away is my goatee. Like, I don't have a lot of gray hair. Yeah, if I shave, yeah. I get mistaken for somebody in their 30s. It, it, it's kind of nice. Right. Um, but and you lucky ducks, time, dude. What? <laughs> what's that i always get aged up so hey, really ever since high school yeah dude i didn't get carded all through like high school well you've had a fucking beard since you were eight fuck dude it's it's fucking <laughs> wild people ask me like like oh the, i tell my agent they're like shut the fuck up and i'm like yeah, yeah. they're like oh dude i thought you were like in your 40s i'm like fuck you very much thank you <laughs> <laughs> so you go to this class yes and uh oh uh, let's see gavin one of our previous guests have you taken your nremt yet yes i did i took it uh three weeks ago or so that's a nerve-wracking uh test nerve -wracking a, EMT? <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah, yeah so? that's what it should be called yeah well it's a it's a, a computer adaptive test so they tell you that you you go to this testing facility and it's like you know, I had a secret clearance in the military and this was a more secure facility, you know, <laughs> like, like oh, wow, they, they make you, they take a biometric of you, you know, your, your palm scan and everything. And they, you know, empty everything out of your pockets, take your watch off, no jewelry over a quarter inch thick, you know, all, all this stuff. They walk wow. you into this, this room and sit you down at the computer and they give you a, a little dry erase board that only they can erase. So you can't like write something on it and then smudge it off. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's right. hilarious. <laughs> so it's a it's a computer adaptive test and they tell you you're going to take a minimum of 70 questions. It could be as many as I think it's 120 is the maximum. And you have like, I want to say it was close to like two and a half hours to or two. It was like maybe two and a half hours to finish it or something like that. And it's all multiple choice. Um, but the so so the the computer will start off with a softball question that is at the minimum requirement that you should know like a super easy you know what's the a stand for in abc's you know like something stupid like that and oh, so man. you you answer that and if you answer it correctly it gets a little bit tougher 
little bit tougher, a little bit tougher. So it kind of sees where you are. So in the course of those first 70 questions, if that computer can determine with 95% accuracy that you meet or exceed the minimum knowledge requirement, it passes you and it just shuts off. But you is don't know. Or is it AI? Uh, I, I don't know. It's got to be like oh. an AI thing, right? I mean, I, it has to be. Yeah. So, so it, it'll, it'll just shut off and it says, thank you. You're done. You'll get your results in one to three business days. Now, within those first 70 questions, if it determines with 95% accuracy that you are below the minimum knowledge requirements, it stops. Thank you. You're done. You'll get your results. You know, if you go, you know, if, if it so needs you a little more finish, time, you, know you fucked up. Well, no. So here's the deal. So I was taking my test and it was starting off really easy. And then it was getting harder, harder, okay. harder, harder. And I'm like, fuck, this is like actually kind of tough. Like they were throwing, so I was, I felt confident in it, but I was like, these are some, these are, this is tougher than I thought it was going to be. Right. And then I answered question number 70 and then it stopped and it says, thank you. You're done. See the proctor. And my heart just fucking sank. I was like, yeah. Oh shit, either I did really well or I just bombed this. And if I just bomb this, I'm going to be so mad at myself. But I still I felt confident, but still there's that you don't know. Class. You know, you don't you don't know. So, yeah, I mean in my class I was the lowest uh, the the lowest test score I got on my unit exams that we took every every week that was like a pass fail thing that you had two shots and they kick you out. The lowest score I got was an 87. Mm, and all the you know, I was pretty much getting like 90s and like the lowest one, 80, and I was yeah. pissed at that 87. <laughs> so oh, I was yeah. legit. Fuck you, 87. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that happens. I'm like, oh crap. So I'm I'm feeling good and I get the thing and I called one of my instructors who I'm gonna be working with doing like events and stuff. And I said, Okay, so I just did the NREMT and that was the most nerve-wracking thing ever. Yeah, nerve-wracking EMT test. Yeah, and the instructor says, How many questions do you answer? I said 70 and it just fucking shut off. Okay. Were they really, really hard questions towards the end? I said, yeah, I think some of that shit was paramedic questions. Like it was some hard stuff, you know, like the, oh, wow. because it's, it's, scenario, it's scenarios. And, and the thing about that, the, that test is it'll say, you know, it'll give you four choices for the, the correct answer. They're all correct answers, but one is more correct. One you should do first in your order of operations. One is more important than the other. So it's right. like, it's, you it's, know. it's, it's, it's use your brain to truly understand conceptually what you're doing. Not Correct. can you regurgitate right. facts. Correct. Right. Correct. So, and I said, yeah, I said it was really hard towards the end. And instructor was like, you nailed it. Don't worry about it. You passed. Like there's, there's no way that, you know, how you were in this class, the, how you did in skills, how you did in your tests. There's no way you bombed that. Um, right. but it's, it's funny because everybody I talk to says you feel like you fail it when it, when it stops that minimum testing question, you're like, oh shit. So, uh, so Gavin, yes, I took the NREMT, um, passed it, got my little card. And now I'm just waiting on the state of California to stop dragging their feet and send me another little card in the mail that says that I have a actual license to practice in the right. state. And then I can actually. How, how many people did you, from your class? Cause it sounded like as you were going through it, there was a lot of rocks in your class. They weren't the sharpest tack on the box. Yes. How many we, of those people do you think passed that NREMT? Well, there were a lot of people that we lost through the course of the 10 weeks in the class that were either right. failing out from the exams or people that just botched the the finals, the um, not only the exam, but the skills aspect of it. Because for the NREMT, there's, you know, there's the cognitive portion, which is that test. And you also have to pass right. a, a practical skills thing. So UCLA right. does that portion. And the instructors, it's like, they don't like during the course of the class, they would kind of be like, um, you know, kind of helping out a little bit here and there if they see you stumbling. But during this part, you know, for yeah, the, there's, no help. There, there's no help. They would just look at you stone, stone face. And if you go, oh, what am I forgetting? They're just like, you tell me, like, you know, so out of the people that graduated, how many do you think passed that test? Um, just the best guess. I, I mean, we don't work. I, know I would sure. say, on, honestly, I would say based on the people that graduated the class and my interaction with them maybe 20 percent, and that's being you know wow. really nice because they how many were people just, graduated yeah at, uh, oh geez we start out with 90 and i think we graduated with maybe almost 50 
That's like police academy dropout rates, just wow. so you know. Okay. Like, like so, 10, 10 people fucking probably pass that test. Just about like just a little over 50% or a little under 50% that drop out. Okay. Yeah. And and the thing is they they tell you to take that NREMT like as soon as possible after your course. Well, yeah, my gosh. last day of my last day of my class, my finals, I I took my finals, got my little certificate because I had all my ride-alongs and everything done. So I got my little certificate that says you graduated, you know, UCLA EMT. Um, and then four hours later, I hopped on a plane to go to Austria for two weeks. So, I <laughs> <laughs> so, so there, there was a little bit of a time gap. There was that. And then when I got back and I tried to schedule it because I wanted to go into a facility and not do like, you know, a live proctor thing because they have to control your computer. And I'm like, you don't get access to my computer. I'll go right. into a facility. Um, I had right. to wait another two weeks. So it was like four, it was just about four weeks after my course that I took it. Um, well, it's not too bad. I mean, you had a nice not, break to. Yeah, it was kind of like, like your brain. You know, I kind of went over stuff in my head. I glanced through a couple things that, you know, I, I looked at that test that I got 87 on and went over stuff that I got wrong and just kind of brushed up on a, a little stuff, little stuff here and there. And uh, yeah, but yeah, um, Gavin, yeah, yes, that was that was the hardest test. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. What up from Mississippi, Clint? Um, not hey. I don't know how Mississippi is, but Idaho is kicking. Uh, supposedly we're going to get, you know, early snow this year. I don't know. Um, but that's another in Mississippi, if you can believe so. that, Clint. You were in, wait, see if I can remember. In all these years, I can still say it properly. Nope. Pasca get down goddamn goo. <laughs> Pascagoula, yep. <laughs> I was at the Ingalls shipyard for a bit. Yeah. yeah. I, I swam remember. across the Mississippi River while I was there. Really? Because you, yeah. you're like that. Because you, I'm that guy. A fucking dare or what? Uh, I just wanted to do it. Yeah, I wanted to be able to say I swam across the Mississippi and then swam back. Right, it's pretty cool. So, yeah. So now's the fun part. Now we talk about the stories of dumbassery from your schooling, but more importantly, what kinds of shit you saw on your ride-alongs. Because I can imagine you had your pick of some of the most ridiculously awesome places to go do an EMT ride along if you want to see messed up stuff. Well, yes and no. Yes mm -hmm. and no. So there was a, a bunch of different companies. There were only two companies on that list that are contracted with the city or the county to do 911 calls. Okay. Um, there's Falk Ambulance and there's okay. a AMR. Yeah, and they Falk. were the only right. and, and they were the only two. So I shot an email out to those first and you know a couple days went by didn't hear anything didn't hear anything a week went by and i'm like shit i gotta get these done i need you know 24 hours total and i need 10 patient contacts and i want i need i i wanted to get it done before i took my finals so once i hopped on that plane to austria i knew i was completely done with everything right so i was like screw it i shot an email out to a, a company that just does ifts which is just inter-facility transports it's you know you're a you're a taxi service for you know you pick up Susie fat pants and take her from her house to her fucking uh you know dialysis appointment and right 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 and i was like well screw it i, I want to get these ride-alongs done so i'm just gonna have to do that because there were other people oh, that darn we're waiting and waiting and waiting for these because everybody, everybody wants to go on those 911 companies. I mean, right. Obviously that's what you want to do. I mean, that's, um, the, that's the, that's the goal, right? Isn't that right? If you're yeah. not, if you're not mm -hmm. signing up to go on 911 calls, when you do your ride alongs, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, when you did that, I was like, man, I don't know. If, Cause my, my partner in the in law enforcement, he was an EMT. He was, he was trying to be a firefighter first. Uh, wish he would have done that. But, um, he ended up working a place where you do IFTs, interfacility transfers. And he was like, man, he, and he's, he would tell me, he's like, I saw some of the most fucked up shit um, doing that with like old people and like geriatric facilities and like nursing homes and things like that and doing all yeah. those interfacility transfers. And he was just like, man, he's like, I saw a lot of messed up stuff. And then I totally forgot about AMR and then I haven't heard about the other one. Um, but I was thinking a buddy of mine, he was a paramedic. Um, but he was a flight medic and he worked for a hall ambulance on the uh, flight line um, in one of those, you know, yellow and white helicopters that uh -huh. does a lot of like airlifts and stuff like that. But he works out of 
uh, Bakersfield. And I was thinking today, I was like, man, that would be a great, as I saw one fly over where we live, because I live at, near Kern County. <clears throat> and I was like, damn, I thought of you. And I was like, wow, that'd be right up your alley is working on one of those like um, air crews as an EMT or if you get your medic and you could work for like one of those ambulance companies that does like the air buses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely want to continue. And the, the goal is after a solid six months to a year of some solid EMT experience and, you know, ambulance experiences to get into medic school, uh, to get my paramedic license. Um, it's more of a commitment. It's, it's, you know, not just financially, but just time wise. And it's going to be hard right, right. to kind of balance, you know, working a regular job to, you know, provide, right. you know, my end for the family and still go 100%. through that, but it, it's, it's doable. You know, it's, I'm sure there's yeah, a program out there that I can, I can find that'll work. For sure. But if you're a set medic, that's going to fulfill all of your needs and you're going to get paid handsomely for it. Oh yeah. But what, what were those ride-alongs like that you did, uh, for the, for the company that you basically had to choose because you needed to get your hours done? Yeah. How was okay. That? So, so, uh, that company I shot an email to, they responded back within like 10 minutes. They're like, you oh, know, fuck. here's, yeah, they're like, here's, here's, we have you scheduled on this day at this time and this day and this time with this person on this rig, you know, here you go, show up here. So, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, so I, I show up, it was a, uh, six o'clock, zero, zero, six hundred, uh, shift start. And they run 12 hour shifts. So I'm like, great. So I'll just have cool. to do, you know, two shifts. I'll get my, you know, 24 hours and hopefully I'll mm -hmm. get 10 patient contacts. Um, so I, I shaved, I completely shaved like, you know, right. it was like this a week before. Cool. Yeah. A week before we had to do our, our mask, you know, our, uh, OSHA mask fit and you had to be right. clean shaven for that and everything. And so I'm like, screw it. It's hair. It grows back. So clean shave i got my you know nice 511 ems pants and my white freaking stupid ass button up 511 <laughs> ems shirt you know no, no, did they give that to you no i had well I, that's what that's what ucla wants you to wear when you go on okay. your ride-alongs did you so, did you use our i paid zero dollars for it Good. i had i had the company yeah that's another thing i had my my company that i currently work for footed the bill for all of this for my, yeah. my for my school um, I got a really nice jump bag at work now and an, an AD that's all mine. That's over in the corner by my desk. And Whoa, said, you have an AD? Yeah. yeah well, Cause we have them on the wall and everything, but I wanted one for my kit that I just, so when I, when something happens and I need to grab my bag, ostensibly have... they paid for it so you could respond to something in the building. Correct. Right. Yeah. Smart. Because yeah. where we worked, Matt and I worked, well, I worked in the administrative wing, right? I worked on the same hallway as like the vice president and the hr and God, oh, yeah. nightmare she was and then <laughs> um the hell's her name oh, i'm not gonna say that on here she knows her name yeah i don't like her <laughs> anyway and then as, like all the people were on that like finance all that shit right yeah matt was working in the fun area he was working where like the the cheese was made you know like out with the crew out in the warehouse with the forklifts and the props and the guns and the you know, I got to stare at an office all day, but occasionally I'd get to go out and go out and play with stuff. Do play. Stuff, yeah. Stuff. yeah. Well, there are lots of dangerous things in that prop house. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I mean, there's machine oh, shops, sure. there's, you know, all the firearms, there's, there's just all sorts, there's racks and ladders right. and there's just all sorts of lathes things that can happen. Yeah. Ooh, uh, yeah. You get some clothing caught in that. You're fucked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. right. Um, so yeah, so I put, together, I put together a list and I said, Hey, I need two pairs of these pants. I also need these boots. So I got like the nice, the, the EMS, you know, five eleven. I forget what the hell right. they're these called. These are the ones they like require. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need that. I said, I also need, I also need these shears. I need these Leatherman Raptor shears. Cause I just thought they were cool. Cause they fold up and have cool stuff on it. Like, I mean, a regular pair of yeah. shears would be fine. But <laughs> was it, was it Jay that was like, Jay Bowen was like, yeah, get whatever you need. Yeah, oh, I was going no, I was just going directly to uh to uh T. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's the one that was orchestrating everything. And then I went in there and I said, Hey, I really need this stethoscope because the one that comes with the with the kit is just trash. And it was like a $250 stethoscope, which I I was I was pushed. I was pushed. I was 
ecology. Yeah, I was like, I was like pushing to see how far I could go with, with this. Like, stuff. hey, you got it. What else? <laughs> yeah. No, there, so she's that's like, the one thing I'll say about the that company when it and, and that person in general. This is my boss that he's talking about, my old boss. Yeah. And she's great when when you need something, she's like me. It's buy once, cry once, right? Yeah. You're we're buying this for a purpose. We're buying this for real. Like if she's gonna buy a camera, she's gonna do her research and buy the best camera on the market right so if matt comes to her and says i need a stethoscope she's gonna look through and go what is the best that's oh you need the best here's the best right that's yeah. well this was like a nice middle of the road one and and she said well don't we have some in stock and i said well yeah i said but this is really going to be used on god forbid maybe you one day so i'd like to get a really nice one so i can actually hear um yeah. and she and goes yeah it and she she kind of pushed back a little bit because you know with the strikes and everything money was tight and she goes do you really need this one though and I can't, I didn't want to BS her. I'm like, no, I can get the next one down. It's like 150 bucks. She goes, let's do that. I'm like, okay. It's <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so then you go on your 911 ride alongs. No, IFT ride alongs. I did not uh, get to go on 911 ride alongs. Damn it. You, you stepped out of the room for that. They're, the the 911 companies were taking forever to get back to me because they're so inundated with new, with students that mm -hmm. want to do that. And, because I wanted to get it done in a timely manner before my trip, I just had to suck it up and do the IFT thing, which. Okay. So yeah, now you're so on your ride alongs. Yes. So I'm on my ride along. So, um, first of all, the two guys that I'm riding with on my first day were really cool. They show up, you know, it's, it's early in the morning. So shirts untucked and everything, but they both have goatees and I look at them and I go, I didn't have to fucking shave, did I? He goes, no. And I'm like, damn. He goes, but I shaved on my ride alongs. So it's good that you did, but no, you didn't. This company, they don't, they don't really care. I'm like, nice. Awesome. So hop in the back and it's like, okay, where did we drove to North Hollywood and sat at a park? And he goes, yeah, we just have to stage here. I'm like, what do you mean with the stage here? He's like, they just, they scatter us around, you know, to get ready for a call. I'm like, and we're sitting in a park. He goes, yeah. I'm like, cool. Um, and I'm like, I gotta take a leak. Oh, there's a bathroom over there. I walk over there. That's eh, locked. Oh, we can go to Denny's. I'm like, now we're talking. Let's go yeah, sleep. right. Let's go hang out at Denny's. Right. Like, come on. Right. <laughs> so, so we did that for a bit, and then it was all right. We got a call. First call was, you know, nothing crazy. Had to pick up a lady, take her to a uh, dialysis. But the good thing was, I got to, you know, I was the guy sitting in back and did all the vitals. So I'm like, cool. You know, like I'm, I'm confident in that, but. Now let's see what it's like doing it in the back of a moving ambulance with noise and whatnot right. and the bumping around and everything. Um, so, you know, that was, that was a good, good experience. Um, and I did it, you know, I was supposed to do it every 15 minutes. It was like a 20 minute drive. I did it every five minutes as if she was critical, just because I wanted the experience. She was okay with it. I said, you know, I just want to, I just want to do this. Um, the... <laughs> <laughs> the fun call here's the fun call okay we have a lift assist to get somebody out of a sniff unit which is why I, I didn't i didn't know what that was i didn't ask i'm like i'm gonna google this like i don't know what the fuck you don't want you didn't want to ask right you yeah. like, look it up on my phone just as easily yeah so it. a skilled skilled nursing facility okay is is and they okay. call it a, a sniff right so and this was a bariatric um, patient, which is a nice medical term for saying um, a fat person, obese person. Right. So ah, there's a, big, right, there's a big, big girl, right? Right. So um, we show up and there's another unit from that company that shows up to help us because I, as a ride along person, the one thing I'm not allowed to do is help move a patient or like lift gurneys or anything because it's an it's a liability it's an insurance liability i'm allowed to do right. vitals and whatnot um do patient assessments you know speak to nurses and whatnot um i just can't help lift so the four of them we we go in there and first of all i walk in this facility and it it broke my heart it really did it it was a, a private facility where people put their loved ones to have round the clock medical care. It was kind of like a one story hospital, pretty much looked just like a hospital. Yeah. Um, and it just, it was not one of the good ones. It, right. You know, it, there were just smells coming out of every room. Uh, yeah. all the, all the nurses that were walking around just had just like, they hated the world, had attitudes, 
Yep. You, you know, and I'm like, God, these are still people. Like I was like, like, look, oh, I yeah. can be a prick. I can be an asshole, but I, I'd still like, like, this is still, these are still, this is someone's like mother or someone's Love aunt or someone's sister. You know, it's, it's some, somebody, there's people that care about this person and maybe right. you should a little bit too. Right. So we go into the room. Burnout, baby. Yeah. And it, I, I get it. Cool. Go yeah. find something else to do. Right. You're, you're right. not effective anymore. Find something else to do. 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. You know? you're, yeah. Anyway. Like, I get it. I can't tell you how many of those places I've been into, and all the first thing that you get that hits you right in the face is the smell of shit. Yeah. See, yeah. You know what's interesting is I would like to see police departments, fire departments, the military, and medical companies give police officers fire give them sabbaticals right yeah like they do in europe if if you just say i need to take a year off right and you still have a they just freeze your job let you take a year off if you're not back in a year they can give your job away but if you if you want to come back then you can come back right my job's got that well you also your department is a lot bigger and yeah yeah so it, yeah, and yeah. they're hurting for people like if if yeah, you know yeah. at this point i think if i went to your department and asked for a job they probably give me one. <laughs> <laughs> probably they'd be like, oh okay uh, i mean they were going to give me one before i sure. just turned them down uh so so yeah so you go you go to the skill nursing we go facility. yeah it's so we go to the room place in the world yeah saddest place in the world and guy goes okay you know here's the patient's name that's the room Go ahead and, you know, let's contact the patient. Let's, you know, basically, basically these guys were cool. They were like, we're going to s- step back and stop you before you do something dumb. And I'm like, cool, just let me do your job for the day. And you just kind of make sure I don't do anything dumb. So I walk in and there was a slight smell of shit in the room, you mm-hmm. know, but not, nothing too crazy. But I was like, just like, all right, she's a little more than a fart. Yeah, a little more than a fart, right. but okay. gotcha. this was also a 600 and something pound woman, which it does Ooh. mean it was shit. So, yeah. So it's Her like, I mean, I, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I, I get it. This facility obviously isn't the best. They probably aren't really cleaning her all that well. So I get it. So talking and everything. And then we go down to the nurse's uh, um, little desk to, you know, get a patient report and, you know, and so he's like, go ahead and do this. And I said, okay, and, you know, we're here to pick up so-and-so to take her to, you know, this place. And, um, you know, are there any, is there anything I need to know, you know, about her? No. Okay. Are there any allergies? No. Does she have a DNR? And this nurse who is, you know, this younger black lady, and she had like that cool, that, that cool accent. She goes, everything you need to know is in the folder. Right Caribbean man. Yeah. Everything you need to know is right there. And is that Sebastian? Points- yeah, it's <laughs> <pretty> nice. <laughs> yeah. And so she points to the to the to the patient folder, and I said, I said, I understand that. I said, but can we just have a conversation about your patient, and just so I don't have to just thumb through this folder, you know? And the guy next to me was kind of like smiling. He's like, oh, this guy's already salty. <laughs> you know? so I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't you have know? to be a jerk about it, you know what I mean? Exactly. I'm like, you know, we're on I mean, the same team. So- we're 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 both trying to care for this person, you know. So. So, uh, you know, go through all that. We go back to the room. When you say the word care at this point, knowing what I know about the facility. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Okay. So we get back to the room, uh, patient and I'm just helping. I'm just kind of helping like, you know, not wasn't moving or anything. I was just watching what they do and they kind of, you know, lifted her to the side of the sheet up and lifted her up a little bit and put this tarp type fabric underneath that and got it under her and they're getting ready to do the transfer. And then it's one, two, three, and on three, they slide her over right onto the gurney. And as soon as she moves onto the gurney, the previous shit smell went from like a three <laughs> to a 300. Like it was like somebody, it was like a punch to the back of the throat. Like I, I could taste it at this point and they are all, yeah. And we're all going like, just like it was bad. And then Chuck's patient, sweaty. Yeah. Patient then states, states, (laughs) Oh, I think my, I think my colostomy bag broke. Oh, Oh. (laughs) so 
Dude. Dude. So fuck you. I, That's so I look, yeah. So <laughs> I look down. I, so I look down by the right of her, and there's this bag that was already full. And it's just like brown lava, just kind of like coming out through the top, right? So dude, you're dead. there's there's five of us. Brown lava. <laughs> there's five of us in this room. Yeah, there's five of us in this room. And I kind of glance at the other four EMTs. And in my head, I'm thinking, nobody's going to grab this fucking thing. And it's still leaking. So I just reached out. Uh, you know, I'm wearing gloves. You're a low man on the total. <laughs> yeah. So, so I reach over there and I pick the bag up and I'm kind of holding it up. So it's not leaking anymore. And now there's just shit all over my gloved hand, you know, and everything. And, uh, you know, and it's Chuck. <laughs> you guys who have not, you're missing out if you're not on this show live. You yes. guys. Yes. Oh, Marco's there. Marco! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so for those of you who think we're kidding, Chuck really does have... Yeah, this is... He's not taking it at all. We're taking a break so that Chuck doesn't actually throw up, I think. Yeah. Your gloves are covered in shit. Yeah, gloves are covered in just brown lava, clumpy shit, right? (laughs) Such a dick. And... uh... (laughs) <laughs> so, so I'm holding brown lava. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so foul, dude. It was so foul. So you grab um, it. So I grab it. I'm holding it, and I'm like, uh, guys. And then <laughs> so you guys gotta imagine goes. if you've never dealt with a colostomy bag, <laughs> it's like a camelback full <laughs> of diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get Chuck a bucket? Oh, we can't. Yeah. Chuck's got to get his own bucket. <laughs> Should we get a bucket, homie? <laughs> keep going. Keep keep going. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So over here crying. I'm holding this bag of you know liquid hot magma. <laughs> <laughs> And I go on, guys, and then the (laughs) were there peanuts? (laughs) It didn't taste like there were any peanuts, Margo. (laughs) Well, because you probably accidentally got some in your mouth. Man, it was it it felt like it was in my mouth. Um, (laughs) Go ahead. So, so I'm holding it. I'm like, oh, guys, and one guy goes, I'll go get the nurse. I said, cool. I'm going to just wait here. So I'm holding this bag and the nurse comes in and it's this guy who's just, just looks like a dick. And he comes in and he goes, he goes, okay, who's going to give me a hand? I said, okay, hold this real quick. And I hand him the bag and I said, thanks. And then I turn around and got mm-hmm. the fuck out of that room. That's not <laughs> my job. You're like, this is a ride along <laughs> bitch. Yeah, well, and I was thinking because the patient said I told the nurse two hours ago that this thing was leaking. So you know what, Mister Nurse, fuck you. If you would have done your job two hours ago and cared for this patient, we wouldn't all be in you know knee deep and freaking you know chunky freaking magma shit. Every city on the planet with liquid hot magma. Oh my god, <laughs> Chuck made it so through. That, yeah, so that, okay. that was my line of thought. So Fuck I got so let's back, back this up. Let's back this yeah. up because I am simultaneously loving these EMTs and kind of horrified that they didn't immediately see this and go, "This fucker's a ride along." We're just we have to step in, but. I would imagine that they're like, fuck him. He want he's going, he's on a ride along because he's going to the school. He needs to like, yeah. let you were willing to do it. And they said, Go, oh, cool. Have oh, fun. And you, you did it. Any shit, dude. Yeah, I, I can't blame <laughs> <him>. <laughs> dude, oh. Fastest so, yeah, time so- not never search one someone is when they had a cost me bag and it fucking leaking. I was like, I'm good. <laughs> Have fun yeah. with that. Not doing it. So yeah, um, this poor lady, she obviously was embarrassed. We got her, and it, and so you know the the nurses in there. And I look at the at the guy who I've been riding riding with, one of the guys, the cooler guy. They're both cool, but one was like cooler. And I said, uh, I said we're kicking that exhaust vent on 
as soon as we get in the back, right? He goes, you're goddamn right we are. He goes, I'll go in right before you and kick that fucker on before we put her in. <laughs> damn, How the fuck is she 600 pounds on a colostomy bag? I don't know, but I used one of the freaking thigh. Ask that? I, I had a thigh blood pressure cuff that I could not get around her fucking bicep. Oh, my fucking Lord. Yeah. And how old is wow. she? Um... Or is she not old because she just she's there just she's, she's not she's not old she's not old she's right. just morbidly obese and had to go to dialysis. God, um, it sucks, dude. But fuck, yeah, man, yeah. Ooh. wow. I mean, that's a shitty call. It was a very shitty call. <laughs> man, I had a guy start throwing his shit from his fucking colostomy bag with no legs. Oh nope, talking shit to us. Throwing and throwing shit. shit. <laughs> yeah, and throwing shit. Literal feces. Just fucking. I, he threw his colostomy bag at a fucking nurse, and I was like, uh-uh. So, so like, uh, you have to do something. No. I hooked up this. We had a we had a town drunk. Like, we literally had a homeless guy that was always intoxicated. And eventually, he'd cause enough problems being drunk in public that we'd have to hook him up, take him to jail, where he'd dry out for a week, and then he'd come back and start the cycle all over again. Right? Right, right. It, if he was drunk enough, it was 50-50 on whether he was going to be have shit in his pants, right? Like, you just didn't know when you contacted him. He had already been hit by a car and had his leg fucked up. He had his half his hand chopped, uh, chopped off in a garbage truck accident. Like, he's just a pathetic human being, right? Jeez. What the so fuck? Into, yeah, he had turned into a giant alcoholic, out, homeless drunk, and he was getting disability, and it was general delivery, so he could go pick up his disability check, cash the check, be homeless and have money for the month to just spend on booze because he'd beg for money for food, right? Well, one time I go to hook this dude up because he's in a house that's being built, right? So they've got the drywall up, right? And they've got all the plumbing and the studs and everything. They just don't have any doors. And they don't have any mud and tape. And you know, you know that part of the project? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's in there sleeping. And the foreman shows up and he's like, there's a drunk dude passed out in my job type. Can you please come get him? So I went there and I'm pulling out of his stuff and he has a, a, like a flask of vodka, but it's the one, like the pints that you buy the glass bottles or the plastic bottles that you buy at the liquor right. store. And it's only about a quarter of the way full of yellow liquid. Ooh, piss. And I said, and I unscrew the cap and I go to pour it out. And he goes, no, no, no. I said, what the fuck, Alan? And he goes, don't throw that out. I'm all, I'm throwing out your piss, dude. And he goes, no, no, no. That's my emergency. It's got booze in there, man. And I'm like, no, it's your piss. He goes, yeah, but my piss has booze in it. And I save it in case Jeez. I'm hard up. I'll drink it. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. I get it. I went to a dead body once. The first dead body where you ever roll them over and they they start to let the gas go. <laughs> and you hear a fart and you know it's the dead guy and then it's dead people fart. And nothing <laughs> smells like dead people fart. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So There you go. That was your... So what's the next step for you? So, well, let's start with what's okay, the next yeah. step and what advice do you have for any young person or old person? Okay, so yeah, uh, people who want to become a medic versus right. people who want to become a medic, and then <laughs> so next the... next step is waiting for my uh, right, state that license one. to come in. Right, mm -hmm. um, I'm going to get to try to get um, hired on with. Um, there's only one 911 contracted ambulance company that is currently hiring for part time EMTs on their 911 ambulances because the other companies want you full time, which I obviously can't do. Right. So right. there is a, a company that's hiring um, for uh, part-time uh, EMTs on their on their ambulance. So next step is to get my ambulance driver's uh, certificate through the old DMV, and nice. um, simultaneously while I'm applying at this company to see if I can hop on there and try to do at least one or two days a week of a you know a twelve-hour shift on a on a nine one one ambulance just to be out there and you know keep everything fresh and. Um, also, my wife has been gracious enough to pimp me out to a lot of her friends <laughs> in different production companies nice. that are just um, are basically waiting on 
me to have my license that says I'm legally allowed to do this and they're going to scoop me up and hire me for, you know, some non-union um, days of being a set medic. <clears throat> Oh, there so you go. Start, cool. start doing that. You know, um, is there a, what, so what, what union is a set medic? I don't, you don't have to get specific, but is a set medic in a union? Yeah, they're in, they're in with the grips. Okay. Oh, and okay. apparently it's really hard to, to get into that. Uh, I'll, but, I'll send you a guy's name. Okay. Cause I, I have enough content in the reality, you know, non-union side of things where I can easily right. get, get yeah. gigs at, you know, the 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 minimum daily rate is ridiculous um as in as in good you, ridiculous, ridiculous so. imagine you and your wife on the same set working yeah i don't know if that would ever happen because she doesn't really do like a lot the only times they really hire uh medics is like when they're doing like build shows you know like if there's like a oh, got it. you know there's like power tools and shit like that or if there's just HGTV a lot of people, status but yeah yeah which okay. i have contacts there you know and Yes, you do. Um, but you know what? <laughs> so what, yes, one of the my favorite. What, yeah. Oh yeah, you met her. She's she my crush. The, she was at the baby shower. Yeah. Yes, she is. My yeah. wife's jealous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was just here not too long ago too. <clears throat> oh fuck, dude. Well, yeah. So, so yes, then that's, you that's the next step. If you want to stay in the prop world or go into the medic world. <laughs> right, right. Which I'm, I'm leaning towards. You know, I'd, I'd like to see if I can find a happy balance with both, where I can do like one feature show a year, and in between, you know, do some set medic stuff, you know, right. or in between, if I'm, if I'm banking enough coin with the, with the one show, then I can hop on with the company full time, you know, sure. a nine one one company, right. and actually get out there and, you know, serve. So. You know, or, or that'll allow me time that the time to not have to work to actually go through the school and get my paramedic, you know, license, which is where I'm headed. So, let me ask this: or Do you feel more fulfilled now that you've passed and you you have like a, a path? I, I do. I I feel accomplished, and a lot of people are telling me that it's like you know, look, it's not easy doing this. You know, you're you're working full time, you have a family. And you're older and we all know that when you get older, it's, you know, sometimes it's, you know, I, I was curious to see how much of this was going to stick. Like I haven't had to study since high school. That was, I graduated high school in 1993. I haven't had to do right. classwork since 1993. So, right. um, the fact that I was the top person in my class, as far as grades wise, you know, at, at 47 years old, that's, I, I feel like that was a, a, you know, a, a good, uh, pat on the back for me. That doesn't surprise me with you. Um, right. that so, you're an overachiever you when you do something you sink your teeth into it yeah but i think the takeaway for our listeners is it's never too late i went to the academy with a guy 39 years old i went to the academy with a guy who was 42 years old 42 year old was already a cop in another state but because the state i was in didn't recognize his academy certificate he had to do the whole entire academy again after having been a cop for 15 years at 42 Wow. And then another friend of mine went through the academy. He gave up, he had a he had his own carpet business. He, you know, installed carpet for people <laughs> and he gave it up because he wanted to become a cop at 39 years old. Yeah. And you know, if you're out there and you're thinking, I want to do this, let me tell you right now, if you're a guy who has the heart or a gal who has the heart to be a cop and a, you were worried that maybe smoking a little bit of weed or you know, some of these other issues were going to keep you out of the police academy. Now is the time to apply. Yeah. <laughs> now is the time to apply. When, need you. Yeah. when good candidates who don't have background issues are applying and they're not a lot of law enforcement, law enforcement jobs, they, the requirements get pretty strict. But in a time like now where there are so many, I mean, just to give you an idea, uh, I believe um, the, like our, one of our local departments, uh, it's a very small department. They have seven positions open out of eight. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, there, there's a local police department where I live uh, in, in Washington. They're giving their new officers $20,000 in cash, like $20,000 signing bonus, like athletes. Stupid amount of money. Just to come work for their police department. Wow. <clears throat> yep. There's so, some private ambulance companies that have sign-on bonuses right now. I mean, it's it's nothing like yeah. that, but it's it's a few grand. 
It, so, uh, there are fucking agencies the out there waiting to get his arse operated on. And yeah. hey, make sure you write on the correct body parts so you don't screw it up, Jason. Right? There are agencies <laughs> out there that are calling people who have left their agencies that have left that particular agency and they're offering them their job back plus money. Yep. Wow. Uh, there are guys that have moved away, gone to other departments, gone on to other careers, and they call their old department back like two years later, three years later. Like, can I come back? Like, yep. You can come back at the same pay. Same. The guy came back at the same rank. Damn. Oh, yeah. So I'm just saying, it's ne- you're, if you really want to do it, you're never too old, and now's the time. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think that was fun. I don't know. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Fun, but I had fun. There we go. And now we can move on to the end of our episode. We normally would do a dedication, but Chuck's going to like take us out and tell everybody uh, what we've got going on. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, I want to say thank you all for, for giving us a follow and watching us and tuning in today. We really appreciate it. We can't do this without you. Um, if you already follow us on Instagram and Facebook, uh, please like and share our post. But if you don't and you don't follow us, our Instagram is at war sto- at war underscore stories underscore official, and our Facebook as War Stories Podcast. If you already follow us, like and share a post, obviously, and then go to our uh, website at www.warstoriesofficial.com. Grab some gear. If you have a story you think you'd like to share, go to booking.warstories at gmail.com. Again, that is booking.warstories at gmail.com. I can get you booked. We are looking for law enforcement, corrections, dispatchers, fire medics, and veterans. If you have a friend who you think would be a great fit, let them know about us give them our info thank you for the support stay safe yeah. and until our next episode come home with your shield or honor.